Joe Bastardi, welcome back, Steve L. Bryan Show. How are you, brother? Oh, great. Uh, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to be on with you, CL. Thank you so I, I much. I always enjoy, I enjoy every second of talking to you. And, uh, you know, th- thanks for the nice little plug on the book. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a relatively short book, folks, if you take a look at it. The front cover is a satire because I believe this is a phony war on two fronts. Just to say it real quick. One, these guys aren't warriors. They don't know what war is. I mean, maybe if you've served and seen war, that's one thing, okay? So they think that, oh, we're fighting this climate war. Second thing is uh, the climate really has nothing to do with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly a political issue, and I think it's a spiritual issue. It's part of this whole push where uh, we're, we're uh, substituting the relative truth of man versus uh, God and nature's absolute truths. And I think that's a common denominator throughout many things today. And the fact that, you know, I'm 65 now, and I've loved the weather since Australia. Uh, My dad is a meteorologist. I can't believe I was the biggest weather geek and still am that you're ever going to meet. I can't <laughs> believe that even the politics is even dragging weather through the mud. I, 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 it's just like, you know, Joe, the weather alone? you know, Joe, I'm, a, I'm, I'm somewhat of a weather geek, too. That's why I love having you. I'm so, I'm that's why I love having you on on the show all the time. There's a lot that I want to talk to you about. But, you know, that there has been earthquakes in Shreveport, Louisiana, and yeah. uh, a lot of people have been concerned about it. I want to swing back around to the spirituality of, uh, of all of this, too, Joe, where we're worshiping the, the creation more than the creator. But first, I, I want you to speak to us about those earthquakes in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, is that uncommon? Is that something that uh, we should be alarmed about? Speak to us, Joe Bastardi. Well, the, 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 the dirty little secret is well, there's a major fault called the New Madrid Fault that's centered over northern Mississippi. And in 1811 and 1812, there were three or four uh, earthquakes that measured uh, 7.8, uh, 8.0 on the Richter scale, and they were felt as far away as New York City, Hartford, and all the way back to El Paso, Texas. Uh, no, I don't even back into West Texas. I don't know how big El Paso was then, and certainly uh, what was what would may have passed for Shreveport then uh, would have been involved in that. There was building damage uh, all the way to Cincinnati with some of them. So there is a there's a fault zone uh, in this area of the country. There's another one people don't know about around Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, they've had some devastating earthquakes around there. One in particular, if you ever visit Charleston, you'll see the uh, the earthquake bolts in a lot of the buildings over there. So earthquakes are part of nature, and uh, you know we live in an area where there's a lot of settling sediment, you know, uh, because of uh, what's happened over time. And they're going to happen every once in a while. Let's just pray that we don't see something like a, a magnitude of seven or eight, because if it's happened before, it certainly could happen again. Absolutely, it can, folks. And there is nothing new under the sun. Joe and I both are unashamedly, unabashed Christians, believers, and followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Joe, that's why I want to, glad that you mentioned, um, you know, the spiritual part of it, so that uh, you open the door for this conversation are we getting into, and, and of course I'm speaking to you as a, as a fellow Christian, as a fellow brother, but also as a, a, a meteorologist too, uh, are we getting, well you've studied our, our creation, you've seen the creation, you've studied it up close, but you're a believer in the Almighty. 
are we getting far too much into worshiping and deifying the creation rather than the creator? Talk to us, Joe Bastardi. A lot of this has to do with the arrogance of men. The smarter men get, the more they uh, try to, uh, you know, whether it's government or whatever, uh, substitute themselves for the creator, for God. Uh, I mean, it's a common denominator. And, uh, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, I think, said it best when he said, those who know what they know don't yet know what they ought to know because there's so much involved uh, with nature and the, the infinite, majestic uh, flow that is the atmosphere that it's very difficult to think that uh, for the first time in recorded history that man is now in control of the climate which is essentially what you're saying when you think you could take steps uh, to to change things around now I'm not denying that the planet is warmer however in past times according to geological history times as warm as now were known as climate optimums how can this be a climate emergency when it was an optimum and we know that life progresses better when it's a little bit warmer overall so there's all sorts of different things and what i did with my book i i did it sort of in three parts i i went i went right to the right to the heart of it uh, i felt that um, i felt that um, i had left something on the table there's a chapter in my other book that says in god in god we trust or do we and i felt that i hadn't uh, uh looked at that as much as i should have uh I'm, you know i'm friends with sean and he said you should take that chapter three which is the weaponization of weather and write an entire book on it and uh i, I decided to try to do it again and uh, uh what i do is i just say okay you tell me this is the worst ever i'll just simply prevent uh present case after case after case of where the weather was actually worse. And the reason why I'm like that is that, you know, I was taught by my father, who's a meteorologist. In fact, his 92nd birthday is tomorrow, so there's nothing wow. my dad has seen uh, as far as the weather goes. Happy birthday, Mr. Bristardi, from the C.L. Bryant Show. Happy birthday, Mr. Bristardi. The foundation you stand on today was built yesterday to reach for tomorrow. So the object of the game here is if you can see uh occurrences yesterday can set it up and the way i did with that texas freeze we were out in front of that my company it was a week out in front because uh the computer models started looking like 1899 and i knew darn well what happened in 1899 we even had weather maps back to 1899 <laughs> and that was a sh of course what happened in shreveport and these places so uh you know there was nothing new under the sun with that except that there's now for instance in texas 26 million people living there yeah. So the infrastructure is a little bit different. Let me ask you this. Much different, but Let me ask you this, Joe. In fact, uh, what I want to do is I'm going to call. Uh, uh, I want I want you, me, and and Sean on on his radio together. That would be really neat. I was just on with him a well, couple a, a few fun. days ago. I was just on him that'd a few days a ago, and I, I I'd love it if if the three of us could get on together. But let me ask you this, Joe. Uh, first of all, where can we get where can we get uh, a hold of a copy of your book? Well, uh, Amazon.com has it, uh, and also BarnesandNoble.com. It's not in the bookstores; it's in, in uh, those two. So that's where that's where you get it. Uh, I want to say another thing. I offer a solution to this, uh, which is not wouldn't crash the economy. I mean, uh, you know, Chapter 14 uh, about this uh, solution, which is plant a lot more trees globally, nuclear power, 
and uh, there are a lot of environmentalists that support those two things, and uh, I think uh, carbon capture is a, a good idea also. And, yeah. Well, let me ask you, what was the what was the genesis of this book, Joe? What was the genesis of this book? I mean, we're talking about the weaponization of weather in a phony climate war. Joe, you're making a statement here. So what what's the genesis of this? Talk to us. Well, the thing was that I was on set with Sean and, you know, when I first met him, he was half by size. (laughs) <laughs> well, what the heck is going on? Yeah, he's here, blown right? up. <laughs> well, that 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 one chapter is really really good, and he encouraged me. And uh, you know, I decided to uh, uh, yeah, I came I came off the I came off the head, and I said uh, I said in my life, I said he wants me to write another book. He says, "Well, get on it," you know. And with time, I prayed about it, and I said, "You know what? I can see where this is going. This is a political thing." That, uh, uh, you know, what, what also really spurred me on, it started was with Hillary Clinton got a regular run-of-the-mill hurricane, Hermine, in 2016. It took 11 days for that to come across the Atlantic and become a hurricane at the height of the hurricane season and then tried to claim that's a sign of climate change. Well, if that was a sign of climate change, it was not nearly as bad as some of the other stuff that's going on with hurricanes. And I knew then, okay, they're going to weaponize this thing. Uh, I mean, uh, another big thing was uh, uh, Gina McCarthy getting in front of Congress. And I, I thought I couldn't believe it. She gets in front of Congress and says, well, all these steps will only save 0.01C over 30 years, but it'll be a good example for the rest of the world. I'm like, what? We're going to commit national suicide for that? And the other thing is, that, you know, what's interesting is I stuck two chapters in there about COVID. And I, I, I wasn't going to do that, but they turned out, it, it turned out to be fortuitous. Because it's exactly what they're doing. I said that COVID was a, a warm-up for this whole climate situation. That there's a false equivalency. And, uh, you know, people are even blaming COVID on climate change, which is intuitively uh, wrong because viruses do better when it's colder anyway. In fact, part of the spike that we had across the South in late February, early March was because it probably got real cold. I mean, in Texas, in Texas, that spike was probably uh, a lot of it may have had to do with people jammed into shelters. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden uh, your immune system takes your immune system takes a hit when there are rapid changes in temperatures. And it's a lot easier to get much colder than it is to get warmer. In other words, when you're going into a heat wave one day, 75, next day, 80, then 85, then 90, you acclimate a lot better than you do. And uh, these cold shots that come in, yeah. the immune system takes a hit. So there's all sorts of different things, but they don't. Nobody, uh, nobody does this. Uh, talks about that stuff. And I'll tell you the other thing is the, the the conservatives have made a huge tactical error that has lost this. I mean, you know, the the war is political. What we did was we, uh, and, and it was classic before the Texas freeze. I was begging people to get on the air before that for Monday. So we could set the stage for when it happened, that these people would come back in with the climate change thing and that we would have the high ground. And there's so many weather events. Even our big, we had a big hurricane season last year forecasted way in advance. We've got it again this year. And no one wants to do anything until after it happens. Now, think about this. As much as we love and cherish the conservative media, most of the media is on the other side. So who has the high ground? In the explanation of this, when it happens, wow. it's not us. And wow. People do not 
people are not dealing with the reality of the situation. I got to tell you something, uh, CL. I don't have any illusions about this. God did not make me to save the world. For those of us who believe, that was done 2,000 years ago. But uh, you know what? You stand up for the truth. And if I find that something is different, I'll say something's different. You know, the one thing that weather forecasting teaches you is humility. That yeah. You really don't know tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I certainly have had uh, many, many doses of that. So, you know, anyway, Joe, that's, that's I, I want to ask you this question. It's, it's one that I don't ask everybody, but I ask people like you. I have about three and a half minutes left, Joe, and I'm going to give it to you. Um, legacy. When uh, when Joe Bastardi um, is ninety two, uh, maybe ninety five, older, a hundred years old, you and I are the same age, Joe, and we both look good, we feel good, and we have a, a DNA that says we should live a while. Uh, but what do you want us to say about you? What kind of legacy do you want to live? Well, you know behind? what? Uh, see, all men come and go. What I'm concerned. Is it, uh, you know, when the Lord takes me, that he says, well, God, well done, good and faithful servant. That's, the, that's, that's what you do. Look, God is, God is not the means to the end. God is the end. God gave me an ability to, to forecast the weather, to, to, to stand up when I see something, to try to get out in front, to do the work. And that's, that's what I do. So I'd hope that people see that and see I have a objectivity, love, purpose, passion about something. And above all, above all, gratitude for what, for what my Heavenly Father gave me, my family, all the other things, and humility about the fact that we don't know tomorrow. We can strive to help out the best we can, you know? So uh, that's mm. uh, uh, wow. know, legacy. Men come and go. The, the cheers always diminish. And yeah. the, the only thing that's left is your closeness to the Lord, and that's what that's what I strive for. And I'm, you know, I'll say that right off the top of my head and from the from the depths of my heart. Amen to that, Joe. Thank you so much for that. You know, I've moved down to Hutchinson Island, Florida, and uh, I really love it uh, here on on the island. Are we uh, are we uh, to be concerned about hurricanes uh, this year, Joe? Yes, I do. Where, where are you? Where are you? I'm on. I'm in Jensen Beach, Hutchinson Island, uh, Florida, uh, between uh, Vero and uh, Palm Beach. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a, a bigger than normal concern this year. Uh, uh, if, uh, I don't know if we put it on our public site yet, but we issued our hur- We issue a hurricane impact forecast for what about where we think they're going. Last year, it was like God delivered the forecast to me I, 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 god never god never gives me an answer but what happens is he said go work i'll give you the question go work and find the answer and see if that can help you get closer to me I love we it. had a great forecast last year but for south florida i don't like the looks of things there uh the texas and louisiana coast i hate to say it again and all the explanations in the research are in that uh, forecast. I know it's on. Uh, I know it's on CFAT, uh That I did a blog on it, uh, and you know our clients have had it for you know quite some time. Yeah. And that's, you know that's what that's what I do. By the way, you know in the private sector. Yeah. If you if you're not right, you get fired. Yeah, so that's not, true. It's not, yeah. Hey, listen, man. God bless you. God keep you, Joe. I'm sorry it's been so long since we've had you on, but we're going to have you on more often, man. I just love, love, love having you on. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, see, 